Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin, I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast that's being done for the first time and not the second time because we had bike problems. Uh, we did not uh, just yeah, record yeah. a very funny intro that is now completely lost yeah, to time. Yeah, you'll, you'll never yeah. hear it. You'll, you'll, yeah. never, you'll never know what great fun we had. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, the joy was in the creation, though, not, not in the sharing. So. Yeah. Process, not an event, structure, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm Mia. I'm a I'm a doing this episode. Also Garrison is here. Hello. Hello. Hi. And also James. Hi. I'm recording, so we're good now. I mean, yeah. It, it, the the good news is stunningly as 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 much as it seems, we are now more prepared to record this episode than we were last time. So. Yeah. Well, what are we? Uh, what are we talking what, about? What are we Mia? talking about? We 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 are, we are talking about the age of the gender bureaucrat. So. As, as people are probably aware, there is a raft of anti-trans bills sweeping through state legislatures. Um, the, the latest of these bills to pass as of time of recording is the bill in Utah, which has banned minors from getting gender-affirming care like hormone therapy, hormone blockers, and any kind of gender-affirming surgery for anyone who's not already receiving them. Um, does, does the Utah one also ban, like, therapy, like – talk therapy no but there there so on the one hand it doesn't ban talk therapy on the other hand there's a provision in there that i think might also suggest that people do conversion therapy so that's great cool. um it fucking Ooh. sucks ass uh yeah, kid, kids are going to die because of this bill. The pe- the people who are writing and signing these bills know that kids are going to die. We know this because Utah's governor Spencer Cox, who is the guy who signed the bill, vetoed an earlier ban on trans athletes participating in school sports, specifically yep. citing the risk of suicide. So he yeah. knows this is going to kill kids. He signs this anyways. 
And we are now living in what I call the age of the gender bureaucrat. Um, we're we're, we're going to spend we're going to have another episode later on where we spend a lot of time going through all of the individual bills and the stuff Trump's been saying about this because Jesus Christ, pretty 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 grim stuff that they're. I mean, on on the one hand, making making trans people out to be the boogeyman did not work in their favor greatly in the midterms, but it seems like they are not trying to. They're not trying to change their uh, their, their <laughs> tactics here. They are still going all in based on Trump's well, yeah. speech from a few days ago of of, th- of of using the using the transgender menace as the as the greatest threat to America and the and the and the nuclear family. So we'll I see how that does... goes for them, like electorally. But it's pretty bad rhetoric to see <laughs> flying around. Yeah, I think they um it it does really well with the people who who are loud and like like you you often see this in like uh, primaries right like people push to the limits of their party because that plays well with the most politicized people and for sure if you're going to a Trump rally what like three years after he got kicked out yeah you are also a bigot yeah yeah but bef- before we do that I I, I want to before we actually like really do an episode on this I I, I want to take a look at the sort of bureaucratic grounding for this entire thing. And to do that, we need to look at gender bureaucrats and the American gender bureaucracy. So I, I'm going to cite my sources a bit and say that I stole this from a incredibly unlikely source, which is the Maoist review of Shrek 2. What? what? Wait, stop. <laughs> Wait, yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Shrek yeah. stole this from. Yeah. No. Never speak those words so, again. This is the Maoist review of Shrek 2 is, is, is yeah. one of the three great sort of texts of American Maoism. There's this one. There's Torch of Protracted People's War, the Florida Everglades. And then there's that time the, 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 the RCP got into a fight with the PSL. and They were both trying to grab each other's signs. Amazing. Amazing stuff. But unfortunately... You know, ha- having having come up with the term gender bureaucrat, which is incredibly useful, uh, okay. they're Maoists, so they're, they're constitutionally okay. and politically just in, in unable to understand what a bureaucrat is. So I have now stolen this term and I'm using it for other purposes. Re- reappropriate. No, it's stealing. They're Maoists. It's, okay, it's, it's, it's never wrong to steal from Maoists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fine. So... All right, all right. To, 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 uh, getting back sort of to some more serious stuff, to, to understand what this is, I, I want to talk about sort of the term assigned gender at birth. Um, this used to be a like it used to be fairly common kind of in 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 circles to like refer to people as like AMAB or AFAB, so like assigned male mm-hmm. at birth or assigned female at birth, and it's a it kind of sucks as a term. It's been replaced by other stuff, but I I, I, th- I think there's something important here. Which is, I want to go back and look at the assigned part, and I want to I want to look at specifically the part about the gender being assigned because I think there's something that gets lost in sort of popular discussions of this, which is that when when people think about like the term like the assignment of gender, right? They think about it as something that's created socially, right? They think about it as you know people being like pressured to perform one kind of gender or another by the people around them, sort of by their families, by just like people walking down the street, and this is all true. But there's also something else going on here. That something else going on here is we need to ask ourselves when we talk about someone's gender being assigned, who is it being assigned by? Because this is an actual specific person, right? The person who actually assigns your gender is a doctor or sometimes a nurse or a midwife. And this person is the first gender bureaucrat. They, and they're the first gender bureaucrat because they are the person who sits down and puts down what your gender is on a form. Now, Okay, you, you you may be asking yourself, right, Mia? Why should anyone care that your gender is now on a piece of paper? Well, because it also be like, 
they're they're also mainly at least you no know, in like a in like a medical scientific sense it's mainly like oh what parts do you have uh, and then using those parts as as a carryover for gender as that's been yeah. modeled after ever since we stopped dressing boys and girls in dresses and all the same clothing when they're young yeah and and we'll yeah. We'll, we'll get into sort of like how this has sort of changed over time but Okay, to, to understand why this actually matters, I, I think we need to talk about what bureaucracy actually is, because this is a thing that used to be fairly common to talk about on the left, and then people have stopped doing over the past maybe like half decade. The anthropologist David Graeber wrote extensively about bureaucracy throughout his career. Probably his most famous book is one of his later works called Bullshit Jobs, but I want to go back to an earlier thing that he wrote called The Utopia of Rules. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to read a little bit of one of the first sections of it. Bureaucratic knowledge is all about schematization. In practice, bureaucratic procedure invariably means ignoring all the subtleties of real-life existence and reducing everything to preconceived mechanical or statistical formula. Whether it's a matter of forms, rural statistics, or questionnaires, it is always a matter of simplification. Typically, it's not very different from the boss who walks into the kitchen to make an arbitrary snap decision as to what went wrong. In either case... It is a matter of applying very simple pre-existing templates to complex and often ambiguous situations. The result often leaves those forced to deal with bureaucratic administration with the impression that they are dealing with people who have, for some arbitrary reason, decided to put on a set of glasses that only allows them to see 2% of what's in front of them. So, and, you know, we, we, we can see some of the, 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 the core aspects of bureaucracy here, right? Bureaucracy inherently is an act of simplification. Um, because of sort of the tech, like literally the technical systems of what a bureaucracy is and because of how it, how it stores information, how it moves information around, it can only see the world in incredibly sort of simplified terms. Yeah, it has to like abstract these things and then make assumptions based off those abstractions in order to have any yeah. type of functionality. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Graeber, Graeber later says that like this, you know, okay, on, on the one hand, like the sort of simplification and model making that goes on in a bureaucracy can be really, really frustrating when you have to interact with it. But on the other hand, you know, so the the, the reduction of the complex to the simple, it's not just, you know, a, a thing that's inherently evil in its, in and of itself. It's the basis of all thought. Because, you know, like we, we, we actually can't like in and of ourselves process the world by immediately holding in our minds all of the information yeah. at one time. Right. The way yeah. we understand the world is simplifications yeah. of models. Yeah, we, and, we, we, it's pattern recognition, recreating recursive yeah. thought loops that give us the very concept of meaning, and like that's how we know what words are. Yeah, and, and, and you know, John and, 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 well, so true. You know, you can, you can, you can look. You, you, it, it, it's also possible to take a lot of data and make nonsense out of it. Uh, this is this is this is a field called <laughs> economics, <laughs> marketing. Yeah, but yeah, you know, okay, so. It's, it's, this is also the basis of all social theory, right? Like, all, all, like social theory is about taking a bunch of incredibly complicated, like, and messy relationships and just statistical stuff and just the noise of people doing doing things in their everyday lives and trying to establish sort of like ways of understanding them. And you know, th this in some sense is a kind of violence, right? It's it's a violence of simplification. But on the other hand, you know. The, the the violence you're doing to reality here bears more resemblance to sort of like Bakunin's creative destruction, right? You're you know you're imposing a kind of violence on reality, you know, in in simplifying and destroying a bunch of aspects of it so you can understand just like one part of it at a time. But you know this this is a useful thing, right? It's how we think. It, like we we literally couldn't do yeah. anything without yeah. it. But as Graeber puts it, 
The problem arise the problems arise at the moment that violence is no longer metaphorical. Here, let me turn from imaginary cops to real ones. Jim Cooper, a former LAPD officer turned sociologist, has observed that the overwhelming majority of those who end up getting beaten or otherwise brutalized by police turn out to be innocent of any crime. Cops don't beat up burglars, he writes. The reason, he explained, is simple. The one thing most guaranteed to provoke a violent reaction from police is a challenge to their right to, as he puts it, define the situation. Yep. That is we, to say... That, yeah, that, that, that perfectly yeah. describes any any physical yep. interaction with police like you know, absolutely. This, is, this, is, this, is, this is one of the things i like about grading well, because i mean this is this is something that i noticed when i was in academia is it is very very easy to tell who like when you're reading a theory social theorist talking about stuff like who has been tear gassed before and who hasn't yeah. it's yeah. like who has actually dealt with a cop <laughs> yeah i'm always reminded when we talk about like uh, academics who have a real fucking life of that picture of edward saeed throwing stones at yeah the <laughs> yeah single most based academic thing anyone has done yeah and like, like graber graber i think I, th- I think it's been tear gas on five continents or something oh, like yeah. that like he's he's him. he's gotten around he's he's done a lot of stuff yeah I'm, I mean, I'm gonna... it is it is always yeah. nice whenever the you can whenever these types of theorists who like you know they often will philosophize about like the nature of power and the nature of the state mm-hmm. and sometimes it can get a little bit wishy-washy and it's nice when there's people who do that yeah. who also know like the material the, like the material reality of like power <laughs> Yeah, um, and and how that transfers right. on. Yeah, like how 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 like the how like the philosophy of power transfers over yeah. to street politics is always in, uh, uh, always an interesting difference to <laughs> to, to to compare compare yeah. various theory to. In 2020, I was teaching a world history course, and obviously it's remote because of the pandemic, right? Um, so like we would just log in in the morning, like fully aware that I had seen and been tear gassed with some of my students the night before. <laughs> and then just discussed like how the state has a monopoly on violence. And people would be like, yeah, all the fucking lines up. Like, looks like you've got a massive bruise again. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was, it was very instructive and everyone should do it in their history classes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep reading uh, from this quote. Cause there's a couple more things I want, I want to get out of this. Cool. So, okay. So he, you know, he's talking about how like you, you get a violent reaction from challenging their right to define the situation. That is to say, no, this isn't a possible crime situation. This is a citizen who pays your salary walking his dog situation. So shove off, let alone <laughs> the invariably disastrous. Wait, why are you handcuffing that guy? He didn't do anything. So it's, true. It's talking back <laughs> above all that inspires beatdowns and means challenging whatever administrative rubric, an orderly, a disorderly crowd, a properly or improperly registered vehicle has been applied by the officer's discretionary judgment. The police truncheon is precisely the point where the state's bureaucratic imperative for imposing simple administrative schema and its monopoly on coercive force come together. It only makes sense, then, that bureaucratic violence should consist first and foremost on attacks on those who insist on alternative schemas or interpretations. At the same time, if one accepts John Piaget's famous definition of mature intelligence as the ability to coordinate between multiple perspectives or or possible perspectives, one can see here precisely how bureaucratic power, at the moment it turns to violence, becomes literally a form of infantile stupidity. Yeah, it it is this weird, like, childlike sense that is a that is an interesting mm-hmm. combination of thoughts. That's yeah, a fantastic Graeber passage. I, I love a, it. It's just I, I, yeah. I, I like literally re- reading this book is like one of the things that like really sort of like 
committed me to anarchism because mm-hmm. it, you know, like it, 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 it it's, it's, a, it, it's a book that actually takes violence seriously. And you know, while talking yeah. about bureaucracy, was something that really doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it's a good I critique, feel, and we kind of have lost it over the years. I, I feel like we've gotten into arguments about this sort of thing when discussing the usefulness of like a uh, Foucault's um, theories about yeah. power and, and like, and like yeah. how power functions. You've definitely brought up this passage before, talking about how the, the extent of that is always is always measured by where the truncheon is hitting. Um, yeah, on like the yeah. actual street level. Yeah, but you know, okay, Graeber isn't writing about gender here, really, right? He, he's he's mostly writing about sort of direct police violence. Although, I mean, it, it is worth noting that like all of the stuff that he's writing is informed by sort of like, like uh, by by actually specifically by 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 actual critical race theory and by sort of like uh like feminist standpoints theory stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, okay, if 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 you if you if you look back at this right, and you look back at sort of. The, you know, the, 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 the point at which the state's bureaucratic impedi- uh, imperative for imposing simple administrative schemes and the monopoly on force come together, or specifically the parts that are about, right, like the, the, the way you get a violent reaction is by being something that being something that a bureaucrat thinks you're not. Yeah, that it's, it's, is it's challenging their 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 version of reality. It's, yeah. it's, a challenge, it's challenging the validity of their perception of reality. Yeah. yeah, and and it, you know, and if if you think about this for about five seconds, if you're a trans person, that's yeah. not good because yeah. someone, a bureaucrat, has already assigned you a gender at birth, and yeah. if you're not that gender, things are going to get really bad really quickly. Well, do you know what bureaucracies are actually worthwhile and things that you should definitely uh, uh-huh. consider greatly is mm-hmm. all of the bureaucracies that support the products and services <laughs> that that fund this podcast. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride. Raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. 
Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Well, I hope you enjoy your, th- your, your, your five new bars of gold. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, <laughs> we are back. Uh, let's talk about gender and the bureaucracy that yeah, seeks to contain it. Violence. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. You know, if, if 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 you are, for example, intersex, the point at which the state's bureaucratic imperative for imposing simple administrative schema and its monopoly on coercive force comes together is on the operating table of the hospital where you're born. Um, you know, first you a, a doctor assigns you a fucking gender, which is never intersex, by the way. The doctor just decides whether you're male or female and then, you know, puts that gender on your birth certificate. Um it's technically possible in some places to get it changed to intersex later in life. But when I say it's technically possible, I, 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 there, there might even more people who've done it. The first person who we know ever changed their gender to intersex did it in 2017. Wow. So yeah, I'm sure there were like, the, yeah, I mean, pre bureaucracy indigenous societies. I know there oh, are. Yes, did, right? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But this is, this, yeah, this is, yeah. I mean like, yeah, yeah. like, and, and this is another, like the, 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 the way that like, we treat intersex people also has gotten worse. Yes. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and we're going to get into this, but too, but it's like, it's like, you know, this is a very, like, it's a very obvious thing where there's clearly more than two genders and how, how a society reacts to that, I think says, you know, a, it's, it's an enormous sort of like, it's something that enormously impacts intersex people, right? Like, you know, you have like an incredible amount of violence that is inflicted onto them. And then, Secondly, the, 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 the way intersex people is dealt with, it's something that reveals a lot about how the society is going to look at gender and how society is going to look at the enforcement of gender. I think on the point of how, in, in a lot of ways, the treatment of intersex people has gotten, has gotten worse in the past like, few hundred years, I feel like as the bureaucracy grows, yeah, the yeah, amount of violence that. that is necessary to yep. maintain it also grows. Yep. And the, the bigger... Any any small thing threatens the validity of the entire bureaucracy, so they have to come down hard on anything that that is that is uh, like deviant from that because yeah. they need to maintain the validity of the system that they have built. I think that's definitely an aspect. Yeah, and the other thing that's really really bad is that you know we're going to talk about this more a bit later, but like the the actual capacity of the bureaucracy to enforce this stuff has increased so dramatically yeah. even in the yeah, past yeah. fifty years. It is like 
Like the the U.S. is a a, a if it, to, to someone to someone living in 1890, right? The modern U.S. is an incomprehensibly bureaucratic society. It is like. Yeah. Like it, 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 it even it, like the even like the yeah, the 1960s. yeah, like you know, yeah, like like the, yeah. So even like yeah, like even like the, the 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 most sort of like totalitarian Stalinist bureaucrat like looks at the U.S. and is like, "What the fuck, guys? You guys are taking bureaucracy too far." Like <laughs> even just like the surveillance capacity is. Oh, yeah, he definitely would. Like he would have loved that. Well, to to be to be fair, to be fair, the East Germans did really well with what they had, but <laughs> I think like, it's really. So I, mean, I think also just in terms of how surveillance impacts the way you're able to do gender. When you're, yeah, you well, know, and, and, yeah, and this, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is the thing that advertisements for stuff based on your internet searches, they're like that, that that's one side of yeah. it, and there's other sides of it in terms of like you know, people people seeking to make uh, like different gender presentations illegal, how the how, how that, type, yep. that type of surveillance will eventually lead into pretty, yeah. pretty uh, draconian well, stuff. And, if and, these, and, if I, and I, I think, I, I, th- I think in a lot of ways, like the violence that is done to intersex kids is sort of it's is one of the sort of origin points of this, right? Um I, I, I do actually want I want to sort of get into what what this is a little bit. Um so since the nineteen sixties, and again there's what I'm saying this like this stuff is kind of recent, right? Mm-hmm. Um d- doctors have started commonly performing non-consensual surgery on intersex kids to force them to conform to a gender. Um here's from a 2013 report from the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Torture that's cited by Human Rights Watch. Children who are born with atypical sex characteristics are often subject to irreversible sex assignment, involuntary sterilization, involuntary genital normalization surgery performed without their informed consent or that of the parents in an attempt, quote, in an attempt to fix their sex, leaving them with permanent permanent irreversible infertility and causing severe mental suffering. And this is fucking horrible. It happens it's, all the time, and on all of the people who write these fucking laws that are like giving giving someone gender affirming care is like mutilating them. Specifically, carve out sections so that doctors can keep fucking doing this to intersex kids, and it's horrible. It's really interesting how like um, so often the sports field is a terrain where this kind of gets hashed out or like this brutality happens for the first time. Like the sports governing authorities have been fucking brutalizing intersex athletes for 50 yep. years now and every time it's because yeah they'll and they'll they'll put forth an argument and then lose in court most of the time because they'll they'll seek to advance like a very narrow definition of gender based on chromosomality or something or testosterone levels or something and then demonstrably this binary doesn't exist right yeah. like, like and then they'll lose and they'll respond to losing by fucking destroying that person yeah uh, yeah, it, it's there are plenty of cases people can uh, can find in history of that happening, and yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, and 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 I think the more I've been thinking about this, the more I think that the sort of like that a lot of what turfism is is this kind of like it, it, it's it's attempting to take the bureaucratic categories as literal truth, but that doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't actually work on a sort of either on a scientific level or on a sort of moral philosophical level because again, what 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 that sort of bureaucratic assignment is is a is a radical simplification of reality that destroys it destroys reality itself in order to create a sort of like an M or an F on a page. And when you yeah. when you try to go back into the real world, that shit doesn't work. It it only works when you can enforce it with violence. Tufts do be loving to enforce gender with violence. Yeah, and. You know, I mean, and this is this entire thing is sort of this. This is the basis of the sort of of the of the American gender bureaucracy, 
right? It's inherently violent. It's it's not just sort of a procedure for recording what your gender is. It is it always sort of has been and is increasingly more so now becoming a system that imposes that imposes a gender on you. Um, you know, and th- there, there's also a lot of ways that this bureaucracy gets imposed on you that are, you know, less extreme. You know, if, if, if we go back to the question of like, who are you assigned a gender for, right? You're assigned a gender for the state. And, you know, almost everything in your life depends on these bureaucratic documents because that's how the state understands you as a person. By, by these bureaucratic documents, like specifically birth certificates, but also things like driver's licenses, social security cards – Passports, immigration papers. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, here's the American Bar Association talking about birth certificates. They are so common that we might even overlook their significance. In the United States, birth certificates serve as a proof of an individual's age, citizenship status, and identity. They are necessary to obtain social security, apply for a passport, enroll in schools, get a driver's license, gain employment, or apply for other benefits. Humanitarian Desmond Tutu described the birth certificate as, quote, a small paper, but it actually establishes who you are and gives access to the rights and privileges and the obligations of citizenship. You know, and, and I think Desmond Tutu is being enormously optimistic about sort of what it means to be seen by the state here, because the other thing that it does is it exposes you to the state's violence in a way mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it, it now the state like this is this is the mechanism through which it now knows who you yeah. are. Right. So does not having one, like yep. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the Sovsids try to not have birth certificates for their children, uh, yeah. the state gets gets real well, violent. And this and this is the thing. Uh, one one of the things I uh, hear about this is that like, you know, okay, it, you used to be able to like get away with not having birth certificates, right? Like a lot of a lot of Americans used to not to used to like not. But one of one of the things that happens over the course of World War II is there's this enormous expansion. In, in the state's bureaucratic capacity. And there's an expansion in the state's bureaucratic capacity because it has to, you know, it has to go to war. But simultaneously, this, and this is something that didn't have to happen, but did, is that you get the army and you get employers starting to ask for people's birth certificates. But like, people don't have them because, like, I don't know, I was, why, why the fuck do I need a record no, of me being born? born in, yeah. Right? Like, this is, this, this is only, a, this is not a thing you need. It's only a thing the state needs. Yeah. It's interesting to look at, like, I was just thinking about how like, this is also where the kind of front line of colonialism happens. Yeah. Like the, the enforcement of a binary gender on indigenous people. Like You can look at specific individuals. Um, Oshtish is one of them. They were a, a crow person from the Crow Nation who like fought for the United States as a scout, um, was what's called a bade, and then was like in later life kind of forced to conform to a binary gender with which they didn't identify and the, they hadn't lived that way. Uh, and, and because they had to, having been assigned identity papers to live on a reservation, you have to tick one of the fucking boxes. Yeah, and you know, and the thing about those fucking boxes, right, is you know, even like to this day, there are a lot of states where you can't change your gender, like on on, on you you can't change what it says on the fucking card. You just can't. Yeah. And you know, if if they've assigned you a gender that's not your gender, then well, tough luck. They have they have a op- they have a monopoly on the legitimate use of force and you don't. You know, and there's other states where you need a fucking court order saying that you've had surgery in order to get the fucking like you know in in order to change your bureaucratic person. And again, the reason for this is, and I cannot emphasize this enough, fuck you. That is that that is that that is the reason for this. Um, yeah, I I want to I want to go back also to you know look to to look a bit more about sort of the bureaucratic effects. Um. I'm going to read from an IEEE piece about a trans guy in the UK in the 50s. 
From the start, the sensationalized press coverage of Ferguson's transition focused on some surprisingly quotidian elements. Quote, Chains of sex puts him in a different employment category with a raise in salary, reported one newspaper, <laughs> underscoring the fact that being reclassified as male in the eyes of his employer, the British government, tied into a complex network of gendered economic and labor discrimination. In fact, not only did his pay change, but his whole job category changed, even though he was doing exactly the same work under the same conditions. This was because women workers were simply were not simply paid less, but also kept in feminized job grades in the civil service, despite the government's claims that service was a meritocracy. A question, a question raised in Parliament by an NP who had heard about Ferguson demanded to know what form and number of proofs, other than a mere announcement by the subject, uh, they misgendered them a couple times, uh, is required before a. a, a, a a female quote like like civil servant is permitted to obtain a higher salary in a different employment category owing to a change in sex by gaining a quote official change Jonathan Ferguson suddenly transformed himself uh, suddenly suddenly transformed into chief experimental officer with a male breadwinner salary large enough to support a family rather than a woman's lower wage that was expected to be supplemental to a family's earnings for obvious reasons noted the treasury we should not have to say anything which would have led to a request for the male pay rate to be applied from his date of entry to the civil service. In other words, the Treasury wanted to ensure for, that Ferguson did not try to claim uh, back wages. Incredible. So, Turf Island always been very normal. Um, <laughs> and I, there's, I want to read a little bit more of this. Um, conversely, a different civil servant, this time a trans woman who was working in the Admiralty Department and transitioning around the same time, was advised it was in her, quote, interest to delay official recognition of the change until at least January 1960, assuming full equal pay in the civil service is introduced by 1961. Her employers wrote that it was in her, quote, own interest, in their opinion, to continue wearing men's clothing for the time being in order to avoid a significant reduction in pay. That... It's, it's funny because, like, I... Well, it's not funny. It's fucked up and it's stupid, isn't it? But, uh, like, I knew trans people in Britain who would have grown up around this time who, like, socially transitioned after retirement. Yeah. Uh, or at least, like, openly to, you know, we, we weren't, like, BFFs or anything. But it, it's absolutely fucking insane that, like, that this argument was deployed. Yeah, and, you know, and you, you, can, you can see what's sort of going on here, which is that, like... You know, it, 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 it's more it's more explicitly obvious in here than it is in a lot of other cases. But y your status in the gender bureaucracy is a key element of how you're able to extract resources from the state. And, you know, sometimes that's literally just an explicit pay gap like it was based <laughs> on institutional sexism. But, you know, I, 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 I think I think the second case is in a lot of ways more revealing. Right. The, the, the state and its gender bureaucracy is very explicitly saying Conform to what the the bureaucracy says your gender is, and you, it'll you'll get paid more. And if you don't, you'll get paid less. And, and if you look at this more abstractly, right? In, in order to interface with the state, in order to extract welfare benefits, in order to pay your fucking taxes, in order to drive, in order to buy alcohol, apparently now in order to buy uh, uh, the stupid cleaning bottles you use of of compressed air that you have to use to to clean out your computer keyboards, uh, in order to buy alcohol, in order to get on an airplane. You have to conform to the state's bureaucratic view of you, and if you don't, you can't do it. And and you know th this this brings up the question: What right does the state have to assign my gender? And you know the state will spit out 
a variety of sort of like pseudo-medical and pseudo-political explanations, but the answer is that the state has no right to tell you what your gender is except force. And, you know, the, the, the extent to which the state has actually been able to sort of do this kind of stuff has changed over time. We've talked about this a bit, but what, like, you know, over the course of sort of, uh, over the course of sort of the, the, the tw- of the, the 20th century, and, you know, we can also look at things like, uh, we can look at the war on terror, we can look at neoliberalism and David Graeber's Iron Law of Liberalism, uh, which is the Iron Law of Liberalism states that any market reform, any government initiative intended to reduce red tape and promote market forces will have the ultimate effect of increasing the total number of regulations, the total amount of paperwork, and the total number of bureaucrats the government employs. <laughs> Which I always love, but you know, like we, we, we've we've seen the sort of consequences of this playing out over over the course of of you know the the, the last about a century, right? If, if you go back to the eighteen nineties, it was possible for basically private citizens to have just full on wars with each other in parts of the U.S. and the, the government would just be like, sure, okay, whatever. Like the 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 the, the people mining bird shit off of the coast of California or <laughs> shooting each other with cannons again, like whatever, <laughs> right? Like it, it, it's, it's not really until the 20th century and really even in like the last 50, 60, 70 years, there's been yeah. a massive expansion of this. That like the state actually has full territorial control over everywhere that it claims to have control of, right? We, we're like, we, we are just now getting to a place where the police can actually, you know, like have like militarily hold the entire country at one time. And even then, they can only do it as long as people sort of cooperate with them. Um, but, you know, this this is really bad if you are a person who, do, who, who, who the bureaucracy has deemed to be something else. Or, and, and this is, another, you know, another sort of angle on this, right? Like, if you're someone who does not have documentation, the state very, very quickly will just attempt to destroy you. Because, you know, oh, hey, you don't, you don't have the right papers. This means the government can fucking arrest you and kick you out of the country. And, you know, this is fucking horrible. Um, I, th- 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 There's a lot of stuff, like there's a lot of other angles you can look at this from, right? I mean, like at some point we probably will do an episode about like the process of getting medical care and all of the people who you have to convince that you are your gender. But, you know, that that's another episode entirely. What, what I want to get at here is that state bureaucratic power is being used in, in by, by just increasingly politicized gender bureaucrats not only to force people to comply with their sort of state-mandated gender when they deal with the state, but also to force them to inhabit that gender in their private lives, which is constitutes nothing less than a form of full-scale gender totalitarianism. Um, we, we talked about that fucking Utah bill, which, you know, again, pro- prohibits minors from getting gender-affirming surgery, puberty blockers, or hormone treatment. That That is a bill that forces people to live in their state-mandated gender. In Florida, gender bureaucrats are allowed to physically inspect athletes they suspect of uh, being trans, which is to say not conforming to fucking state bureaucratic gender controls. It's children, right? Like, it, yeah, it's, fucking yeah. children. Like, they, is- they, they are allowed to molest your child uh, because they think that because they're yeah. they think they're trans. The other aspect of this is obviously there is something we've talked about. Before, something that you're starting to see with these bills is they're trying to make the bills uh, uh, age number go as high as possible. Yep, so there's, yep. there's bills proposing yeah. 25 now. T- 21. There's bills proposing t- 25. Not, not right. So it's trying to pol- <laughs> trying to police and control the, the, the bodily autonomy of, of complete adults, which obviously is not yep. 
not yeah. a new thing uh, for the GOP specifically, especially in the wake of uh, the Roe v. Wade overturning. Um, but but just also another aspect of like this, this, this goes beyond just people who are younger than the age of nineteen. Yep. This, 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 this they're going to try to keep raising this as much as as much as possible. And this is where the types of surveillance that I was talking about before is going to become a problem because if you're if you're googling how to do DIY HRT and get stuff shipped in from Brazil. Uh, don't think that the surveillance stuff's not gonna not gonna yeah. uh, impact your ability to do that. They'd also police like the gender presentation of cis people, specifically cis sure. women. I think like the the people who are getting physically inspected because of these laws are just girls who are good at fucking sport. I, like they're cis girls, they just they might be like like taller or stronger or, or and like it, some anyone has the power to just be like, oh, you're not you're not a girly enough girl. Uh, and so fucking now you get to go to the pervert room and get yeah. inspected. Uh, well, by and, and, Gates, and, and like, you know we, we see this in, like in Texas, right? The law right now is that if the state if the state thinks your fucking child is not sufficiently close to the gender, they can fucking take your child from you and force them to to be whatever fucking gender the state yeah. wants them to be, right? And you know. Any other period in history, if you walk into a room and tell a bunch of people the state is going to decide your fucking gender, everyone would lose their goddamn minds. Yeah. This would be like this, this is a this is a a like unfathomable like even in sort of like the depths of the sort of totalitarian like nightmare states. This is like an unfathomable level of sort of state bureaucratic like imposition onto people's lives. And yet, you know, it's the fucking U.S. Right? We have we have the, we are the most bureaucratic society humanity has ever produced. Nobody thinks it's the most bureaucratic society has ever produced. And, you know, we are right now every day seeing the points at which bureaucracy meets violence. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. 
Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The, the last thing I have to say is that, you know, like this, this, this is the future of gender. The future of gender is government bureaucrats, whether they're cops, politicians, doctors, child protective services, or school board administrators forcing you to be a gender that they're not. But fundamentally, they have no fucking right to do this, right? What they have is power, and their grasp on power is still right now tenuous. So, you know, it, it, it is possible to stop them from going any further than this. It is possible to beat back the power of the state, and it is possible to have a world that's not this. And we know it's possible to have a world that's not this because it wasn't fucking like this like 50 years ago. So, yeah, fuck them. And that's 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 that that that's that, that that's gender bureaucrats. People should read David Graeber uh, and learn about intersectionality for a fucking second. Another 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 great resource to learn about how you can like uh, mix up gender stuff. There's this new video game out right now, which has a pretty intense character creation selection oh, where you can, you can. It's <laughs> called. Let me see. It's called. It's called Ho- Hogwarts L- Legacy is that? What oh it's no! I thought you were going with Cyberpunk. What's it called? Oh no! Uh, no. But <laughs> it has it has it has a lot of different customizations that you can do for your gender presentation and 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 your body parts. You so know? That's okay, okay. Cool. I've I've I've, um, I've 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 been refusing sorry. to do this on Twitter, but I I need I need I need to take fucking one minute to talk about the dumbest argument anyone has ever made, which is that <laughs> I have to buy this game in order to support the developers. Which think about this for five seconds, right? Okay, if you have to what? buy this game to support the developers, don't you have what? to buy every other other game to support their developers in fact uh, are are you not morally obligated to buy every single product on earth because if you don't buy every <laughs> single product that's ever been made you the, the, the those the, the people who made weird, those products like, will not be deployed it's this bullshit is, this, is, this, is Fuck off. Weird, this is such a weird like capitalism poisoned moment here <sighs> yeah, of, of thinking you're obligated that? to consume lots things. of people online I, I i i have been uh, holding my tongue on twitter about this for no, months oh, now fuck em. watching people watching people make the argument yeah. i have to buy something to support the developers which Again, buy a different game. Support yeah, those developers. Okay. I buy fucking go go on strike. Fucking okay, I, I think, don't know if you want if you want to support the developers. Give your okay. money to like, this off. someone who isn't a fucking video game developer. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad that we could. Things. I'm glad, glad we could have that that special bonding moment over the very inclusive gender settings inside this new hit video game. So that's that's God. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Hopefully like we get it. an ad from them soon. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. The worst Twitter day of my life is the day we get that fucking ad. <laughs> Gold presented by Hogwarts. 
It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com.